0: Welcome to Connect with Curran, a podcast focused on cultivating connection through conscious conversation. From my own experience and research on my own spiritual journey, I aim to help the collective through their journeys and let you know that you are not alone. Together, we can navigate our journeys and missions here on earth. Let's start on our missions by connecting with ourselves, each other, and the magic of the universe. Welcome to Connect with Curran, my beautiful beings. I hope this serves you. Hello! (laughs) Welcome to part two of the lessons that I've learned in 2021. Welcome to... connect with current podcast if it's your first time here thank you for being here if you're a returner welcome back i am always grateful for the support and the love so yeah i would highly recommend that if you haven't listened to part one definitely go back and listen to that first and then come back to this episode or you don't have to you know what do whatever you want (laughs) but they definitely tie in with each other. So yeah, without further ado, let's just dive in. So the last episode, I talked more about like realizations and observations that came to me in 2021. And now I want to focus more on the lessons that I feel like I had to learn in 2021. It's so weird to say that. It's already 2022. Anyway, so The first lesson is be your own knight. Okay, well, what does that mean? (laughs) So this lesson started appearing to me actually in my dreams. And I would have these dreams in which I would be in a situation where I would be waiting for someone, someone else, specifically a man, to come save me but he never would not only would he not come to save me but nobody else would come to save me so for example I had a lot of dreams which this is kind of morbid but I was drowning and I would be underwater slowly floating down and there was no just to put your mind at ease I wasn't like struggling or anything I, it was almost like I could breathe underwater, but I was just anyway. And so I was slowly floating down, and in the dream, I would be wishing and waiting for some man to come save me and be my knight, in, knight in shining armor. So obviously, the the drowning part is. Uh, <laughs> has a deeper emotional meaning, but but it was always in these scenarios where I would be waiting for my knight and when he wouldn't show up, I would have the realization like, damn, if I don't save myself, I, I'm actually going to drown. Like I'm going to die. And so I would swim up and save my, I would save my damn self, sister. <laughs> and these dreams were so profound to me because it showcased my feelings, as all dreams do. But not only did I feel overcome with the emotion, with my emotions and the drowning aspect and being underwater, but I was waiting for a knight in shining armor to come save me from those emotions and to make my life better. I was sitting and waiting for someone else to just fall into my life and make everything better but what the dreams pointed out was baby girl no one's coming you have to save yourself. So moral of the story (laughs) is if you are waiting around and you are wishing For someone to magically appear and be like a fucking fairy godmother and make your life better, stop it. Stop it right now. Stop waiting for someone else to be your knight in shining armor and save your own damn self. You're the only one that can do it. And this ties into the next lesson where we are waiting and wishing for someone or something to come along and make things better. But this is such an escapist way of doing things where if you are so focused on waiting for this magical thing or this magical person, you're missing out on your life right now. It's like you are living so much in the future and living in these expectations that you are missing out on life. And in this way, we can become so attached to these expectations that we have. But what we don't realize is that if we keep looking to the future to be better, but we aren't doing anything now to improve or lay a better foundation now for our future, how do we expect it to be any better? Mm-hmm. So I will give some very <laughs> personal experiences here. Um, and, yeah, we're not <laughs> – we're not going to cry, um, but this is a, yeah, I'm definitely still working on this, this vulnerability and openness thing, so it's kind of nerve-wracking, but I feel like being vulnerable, being open, being real is the only way that is possible for me to, to teach, to guide, to lead, to be the person that I wish I had. So, just bear with me. <laughs> so, my personal experiences with things like attaching to expectations and, and escapism. So, first off, going, going to college in New York City uh, because <laughs> I felt like it was the land of opportunity and it would be so amazing and I would thrive and my life would just skyrocket. Those are my expectations but the reality was whew, oh god i was depressed i was lonely i was empty and i was lost and yeah that's a whole other anyway fast forwarding to <laughs> fast forwarding to taking a year off and deciding okay well What if I do try Seattle? What's the worst that could happen? And so while I was waiting for my next chapter, my better chapter in Seattle, I was in, and I've talked about this before, I was in the void space because I was waiting and wishing and hoping for this new chapter to be bigger and better. Okay, so for a year, I was in the void because I was attaching to these expectations of the future. But <laughs> uh, and like I said, I feel like not many, only a select few know about what I'm about to say so. Um, so I get to Seattle and shit hit the fan. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing because I just like it. (laughs) Anyway, um, shit hit the fan. It really did. So, basically, I had put these expectations that Seattle would, would solve all of my problems. Hence, attaching to these expectations. But attaching to expectations most often leads to disappointment in some way because you've created such a rigid perception about how everything is supposed to go and supposed to turn out. And and you become so focused on what's wrong with your reality. Like if, if it's not fitting your expectations, you become frustrated and disappointed and almost angry and upset. You've stepped into such a rigid state that it doesn't allow life itself to happen. You haven't allowed any space for life to take place or any flexibility or fluidity because you've become so attached to these expectations and a desired outcome. And this is an escapist way of living. And what came up recently in another podcast uh, she called it shiny object syndrome and basically it's this idea that we think when we get something all of our problems will be solved so for example i'll use moving around Um, but what is essential to understand here is Your shiny object syndrome might just be, and most often is, there are these quick fixes or very temporary fixes. But when we sit with it and after a while, we become unhappy again. So, like I said, I want to use the example of moving around. So, if you move around... Or you continue to think certain things will make life better once you get a hold of them. If you hold on to that idea, you will be dealing with the same unhappiness and and dissatisfaction and lack of fulfillment that you started with. Because you haven't faced the problems and the underlying shit that made you unhappy in the first place. And until you deal with those things, they will continue to follow you around and that's what i learned. and in my case i realized that i've always known that i'm not meant to stay in ohio and so i wanted to leave for college obviously but i had the idea that that moving to new york and then moving to seattle you know would would fix everything. like my life would change drastically overnight and it would just be A thousand percent better. But it didn't because I hadn't faced these quote unquote demons of mine. I hadn't faced what I needed to. I hadn't healed and moved through what I needed to in order to actually be happy. So when I got to Seattle in September, I was ready for that quick fix. I wanted it to. I wanted Seattle to fix it all and make life better, but what happened was all these things that i had been avoiding or ignoring and pushing down they all came up and that's why i really felt like last fall was um kind of like my dark night it was it was the time in which i finally acknowledged and worked with and gave myself the space to feel all those things to realize those things and to move through them and these things um that i dealt with too they had to do with my escapism and my attachment to expectations which was it it, because of my because of my attachment to these expectations i was again questioning everything I was questioning everything. So, goodness gracious, thank the freaking gods above that this happened and that I went through this. Because had I not gone through that, I would still be in a miserable state, avoiding and running away from things and questioning shit. But I faced it and I dealt with it. And I am genuinely so much better. And last fall, um, during the time that these things were coming up, I also realized that (laughs) I don't give things chances. Again, this relates to escapism and attaching to expectations. If something doesn't fit my expectations right away, I reevaluate and question everything and want to run away to a new place and try to escape from wherever I am because it's not meeting my expectations. It's like I want I, I I want everything to be perfect right away and meet my expectations right away, and change my life overnight. And if they don't, then I freak out. So I realized <laughs> I realized this because I was experiencing all this questioning and this frustration, and being in the reality of of being disappointed because I had attached to my expectations way too much. I was disappointed that my my life wasn't changed overnight. And then the wake up call was, Curran, girl, you have been here for not even two months. Not even two months. And that's when it hit me. I was like, oh my God, I haven't even given this place a chance and I already want to run away because I put all these expectations on my experience here that I haven't been able to enjoy my now. I haven't been able to enjoy the present. So it was extremely eye-opening to me. And like I said, I I had a conversation with a friend from New York and that conversation truly changed the trajectory of my situation because it gave me so much clarity. And, And she reminded me that It hasn't even been two months and that I am going to get out of of these experiences what I put into them and that if I really end up not liking it after graduation, then I can move back to wherever because after that, I would have given Seattle a proper chance and oh, by the way, that time is going to fly by so that's when I literally felt a shift in my energy and a weight lifted off my shoulders because it was just, oh my God, I haven't even been here for two months. Can't I just take a breath? And then I was like, okay, I need to give this place a chance and I need to surrender to my situation of being in college and what does that involve for me? And knowing that it is going to fly by. So the bottom line is I slapped myself upside the head and said, I can do it. Stop freaking out. Stop having a diva moment. You're fine. So that's that. (laughs) It was just being like I was freaking out so much because I had put too much hope and faith in my expectations rather than allowing life to happen and rather than being in my own personal present experience. So just keep that in mind. So the final lesson that I wanted to talk about today is patience and trust. And I like ending on this note because I feel like it ties everything together and it leaves us on a good note. So yeah, patience and trust. And and just a quick little story here that led to my (laughs) my realization of the lesson is one day, actually, yeah, one morning, uh, I woke up and my phone had disabled itself for some reason. And on this morning, we were flying to Florida very early in the morning. So there was no chance of fixing my phone then and there. Let alone, I did not have the proper cord to hook it up to my computer because it was back in Seattle. So, I was frantically trying to fix my phone, Googling it, how do you fix a phone without the cord, blah, 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 for like 30 minutes. And then I was like, we can just find an Apple store in Florida, I'm sure it'll be fine. Okay, that's the first example, trust, it's going to be okay. So then whatever we get ready to go to the airport, everything's fine. And then I I'm, I'm texting with my friend on my mom's phone. And she says, "Oh yeah, I have that cord. So when you come back, you can just come over and fix your phone." And I was like, "Oh, sweet." Again, patience and trust. The universe presented a possibility to fix my phone. Right then and there. And mind you, too, in the 30 minutes before we left for the airport, I was cursing. I was so mad. I was mad. And I was like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? The perfect timing universe. Like, really? What the hell is this about? But then I was like, you know what? Apple Store in Florida, it's going to be fine. And then. Because I made that decision to surrender and trust, uh, my, my friend said, hey, I have, a, I have a cord, another example of what can happen when you trust. So I'm like, okay, I'm fine. I'm just going to be without a phone for a few days. That's fine. And then, <laughs> funny enough, we're, we're in the airport coming back to Ohio and my dad says, "Uh, is this the kind of cord you need?" And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> he had had the cord the whole time, but neither of us knew it until then. And I was like, "Okay. Thank you universe, like now I can now I can use his cord and it's going to be fine. And I'll fix it tonight when we get home." More trusting there, right? And okay. Long story short, I went to fix my phone on my computer by myself and i the only option i thought because i am not tech savvy guys I, i'm not you can ask me i'm not i thought the only option was to set it back to factory settings because i didn't think that my phone had a backup i didn't know it did it automatically don't come at me i'm not tech savvy i didn't know it did that anyway <laughs> So then I was like, oh, my God, I lost all of these pictures. I lost everything. I didn't have anything on the phone because it went back as if it were a new phone. Oh, my God, that is the hardest I've cried in so freaking long. I was so upset. I had lost all those memories, all those videos, all those the funny times, the beautiful sunsets, the, the memories from my time in New York from Ireland, from from family trips, all of these things, of my dogs, of my dogs, okay, if you know me, you know that's a big deal, (laughs) I was so upset, and my dad just kept saying, you know, Curran, you know, I understand your emotions right now, but you, you don't need to react if you don't know, and of course, I was like, dad, what the hell, this isn't helping, I do know. Everything's gone. Okay. (laughs) Fast forward. My brother and I go to the Apple store the next day. And long story short, they fix everything. I get all my pictures back. And I was just like, praise the Lord. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Oh, my God. And in that lesson, and and, yeah. Oh, my God. In that lesson, it was it was a clear lesson that the universe was testing my patience and my trust by by way of me letting go and surrendering and having faith that it would all work out. And yes, I had my freak out and my meltdown. But after resigning to the situation, I was re- I was rewarded, and everything was fine. But another little lesson in this was, and if yeah, in universe very funny for this timing it was perfect time for the new year, was that all those pictures and videos I thought I had lost represented the old current. Everything up until that point was in a way no longer serving me because all those pictures and videos were taken in times that weren't necessarily aligned with where I was going or where I am going, if that makes sense. So it clicked. And I was like, ah, I see. The universe is showing me that it's time to leave the old behind and stop attaching to these old stories, these old beliefs and ways of being and make room for the new, make space for the new. Because had all of my pictures and my videos been deleted, my phone was wiped fresh and it was all new. So... Just a little perspective there. And, you know, with patience and trust on a grander scale, with all of these lessons and all that I've experienced in the past year, and even further back than that, I can say wholeheartedly that everything happens for a reason and for bigger reasons that we can't see right now. But I can say that life is happening for me and not to me. And I can say, whew, deep breath here. If you are struggling right now, I am the living, breathing proof that it does get better. It does. So I know that these last two episodes have been a lot to take in, a lot to digest, but I hope that my experiences and my lessons that I, that I was meant to learn are able to help you out if and when you experience them. So I thank you for taking the time to listen, and as always, my heart is so full because I know that this will definitely hit home for some of you, and that is my ultimate goal is to let you know that you're not alone. So I am happy you made the choice to be here, not only to support me, but to possibly take away anything that can help and serve and support you. Okay, so with all that being said, I feel like this episode really needs this. Put your hands on your heart or give yourself a hug. Take a deep breath. And tell yourself that you will be okay. You will be okay. So, thank you so much for listening. I love you. Remember that you are loved and remember that you are not alone. Have a magical day, my angel.